Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 133 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. That was a very um, soft, almost ASMR intro you just did there. I like that. Is it? Is, yeah. is like, oh, <laughs> it's oh like, God. It was it's, like it's probably super soft. It, it was like, hello, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I didn't mean to do bothered. that. Some that of this. I was about to say, that must be my voice. Yeah, maybe. My voice must not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Interesting. My co-host should introduce uh, themselves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, my name is uh, Craig as well, and I didn't realize after all this time knowing Barry that he had such a soft and supple voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like smooth well, my voice. Jazz. Yeah, my voice only sounds a little different because of uh, <laughs> because because I've lost my voice because of a college football game. So that's just the way things are. I didn't realize I sounded like that. It's going to be interesting to play that back later. So I'm going to be enjoy it. Yeah, I, I guess I'm going to try. It may be the only time I think my voice sounds good. <laughs> yeah. But what is also good is the gaming news this week. Uh, let's go ahead and get into those juicy details. Ooh. I'll start off with. The Age of Empires 25th anniversary came out of not the event, I should say, came out. And what they announced is that Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition and Age of Empires 4 will be coming to Xbox consoles later this holiday season slash next year. And also, we are getting a remake of Age of Mythology retold. They're going to be making a definitive edition of that. And that's kind of the bigger news for me this week, just because... Age of mythology has a lot to do with the fact of like why I love like mythology so much is because I grew up playing like that age of mythology game and Mm -hmm. man, is it great? Like I am just, I'm really glad that they're going to be bringing that back and hopefully it not only spurs like the, all of the fans coming back into the series, but maybe them even expanding it and maybe making like a, an actual follow up to the game instead of just like an expansion pack. So I'm, Super excited to see all of the stuff that's coming to Age of Empires and how much like money I think Xbox is putting into them. Because a- Age of Empires to me, and I know people love StarCraft 2 and other uh, RTS games, but Age of Empires and that developer has always been my go-to for RTS and like the kings of RTS for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not sure if you guys are big RTS guys, but I, I'm so happy with the stuff that they're coming out with. Yeah, Age of Empires is like, me personally, it's my second because I was such a big Command and Conquer person back in the day yes. on PC. I loved Command and Conquer, but um, I'm, that coming out on console, Age of Empires, is interesting to me. Um, I know a lot of people would probably prefer to play it with mouse and keyboard. I think it's a lot easier than, than yeah. controller, um, but it opens up the possibility for people who may not have a computer or one that can run, you know, a newer Age of Empires for them to be able to play it. So I think that's cool, but like me personally, I'd still rather play it on computer. But you know, yeah, cool, good for here. them for getting it out there for everybody. Yeah, that's a it's definitely a classic. And Barry, you made a good point. It definitely it's like the definition of RTS. Um, as a kid, I was a StarCraft guy myself, and Age of Empires. I still have the Age of Empires two computer disc. Is like as a do relic. I. So do I. We all do. Wow. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> Do we it's, see who can find it first? Do we all run and try to find it first? I I won't have it here. I do know where okay. it is. I have I have the Age of Empires three disc that I can find. Yeah, 
I would have to do at least three minutes of digging because it's definitely like in that corner of the closet where everything else is ahead of it. <laughs> um, it's it, it was it was such a, a defining series for its time, and it is refreshing to see how consistent it's been over the years. And you know, the more the merrier. Uh, Craig, great point, and Barry, also great point as well. Where. Yeah, playing it on the console is not necessarily as appetizing, uh, but it does get get it out to a community that can't necessarily spend money on a gaming or even a semi gaming computer, you know, that can run it well. So it's good to see that information coming out. Yeah, it would be nice to see like I'm pretty sure Age of Empires 2, though, can practically run on a uh, probably a very basic laptop nowadays (laughs) on a Nokia (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it, it I would like to see that I'd I'd like to see them kind of in Windows and then pair up to like be able to like offer, you know, the game maybe like bundled in almost like with like Solitaire, like how that yeah. and Minesweeper gets bundled mm. in with Windows. I think Age of Empires like two is one of those games that you could like bundle in with it. And that way, like not only do. Th- that only expands like the non-gamer portion of things because there's a th- there is a portion of gamers who only play like those like little Windows games that are put and come with your device. So put Age of Empires on there and people are going to be like, well, what is this? And give it a shot. Yeah, it's different from anything they've ever played. But I think. That that might be a good idea for them. I, th- I yeah. It is a good idea, but they don't even include solitaire anymore. You have to buy it. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. What about like so? Spider Solitaire isn't included anymore. I don't know. I just remember looking um, and seeing that Solitaire wasn't included, and I was like, "Well, that's weird." Oh, that 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 upsets me to my core. Yeah, you got to have like those. It's free cell hearts, Spider Solitaire, and Solitaire. That's the core. You know, maybe Minesweeper. (laughs) True. And then kind of the bigger controversy and news that I have this week is going to be, is the Series X holding back next-gen gaming or current-gen gaming, depending on how you want to look at it? A lot of stuff has been coming out about Gotham Knights over the past couple weeks that the reason this game is not, let's say, performing to the standards that most of us uh, like with the 60 frames a second and also with, like, lately how the game is performing on certain consoles of the developers kind of came out and said, hey, like, because we have to make a game for the Series S, which is a weaker console than the PS5 and the Series X, we can't you know, we, we can't push the limits of that. And I guess the, it brings about the conversation of, you know, is it holding gaming back? And this is the first time we've kind of heard of this happening with uh, this current gen games, whether it's because this is the first team to come out and actually say something or whether or not developers who've also been making games for the series S have had this issue, but never said anything. So it, you know, more info will probably need to come out at some point, but you know, I, you know, what do you guys think of this? Should next gaming, you know, next gen gaming be better than it currently is, but you know, game makers have to abide, I guess, by Xbox's, I guess, kind of thing where they want games running for all of their all of their consoles, despite the fact that one might be more powerful than the other. Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of been there already with games that get made for the switch. And also, Mm. you know, like that's part of not it's a little different, but kind of the same. Um, I don't think 
you'll ever see Microsoft allow a game to be Series X only, right? It's got to have to work on both or else they're not going to allow it to be on their platform. Um, it is kind of, I don't think Gotham Knights looks bad. Um, it could run smoother. You know, you do notice the 30 frames on there. Um, but I I don't think it's going to change because Microsoft doesn't want to get rid of the Series S. They're making selling a lot of them, right? So yeah. that cheaper mm-hmm. price point is nice for everybody. Um, it does kind of suck that like you can't fully push, uh, I guess, any Microsoft game, even first party, right? Because they always have to make sure it runs for the S. So mm-hmm. that's why PS5 games are always going to look better, at least the exclusives. Comparing like yeah. Halo, Infinite, and I don't know what, Demon Souls, maybe? Like Demon yeah. Souls is look just looks twice as good. I just think that's the way it's always going to be, at least this console generation. Yeah, I do think there's a world, though, that Xbox, you know, I, I do think at, at some point you you may release like a like uh, the same game, but a Series S version of it. Um, yeah, just because like as as we continue to grow with these consoles, developers are only going to want to push the boundaries more. And if the S is that far behind of these, you know, other consoles, then, you know, you do have to worry about, and I guess Xbox needs to worry about, you know, okay, maybe we don't have, and we'll use Gotham Knights here as an example. Maybe we don't have Gotham Knights series S edition out, you know, whether it's, it's out the same day with a series S version, or it comes out later, like how we have with uh, games like near automata and other games that are coming to switch much later but in a port that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially considering like persona five Royal as well that are, you know, came out this week for switch where it's, they have their own port instead of, you know, having, um, you know, a console and a, a line of consoles that need to have different specs to them in order to run. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's a good point, Barry. Um, I hope a lot of information or more information comes out about it because like the rumors are like behind closed doors, development teams are actually having this issue because you have to, you're trying to make these games for next gen consoles. And when you look at the comparison between um, PlayStation's two next gens and Xbox's two next gens, there's more of a minimal difference between PlayStation's discless version it's kind of still at least a little bit more up there. Whereas the series S, I mean, I, I had one myself and we ended up returning it for, uh, 12 days in to get a series X, you know, like 12 days, you know? So I saw like regarding this story, there was also uh, it was specifically the Gotham Knights. There was a rock steady uh, senior character. His name's Lee Devonald. And he was essentially quoting as to there being a hardware bottleneck and specifically mentioning the GPU on the Series S. So, like, going to what you were saying, kind of, Barry, it's probably not talked about until this particular one, and maybe it's because Gotham Knights is receiving some flack about how the performance has been. Um, And I can attest to a little bit of it, as is Craig. I don't know if you got a chance to play it yet, Barry. I guess we can wait till the games edition to see if you you had a chance of touching it. But... It's 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 I think it's an interesting story, um, especially because you have that idea that you proposed, Barry, where you're 
you just put it out later on the switch, you know, put it out on the switch, you know, like six months, 12 months down the road. How are we going to do it with the, with the S and the X, you know? Uh, and Craig, we were talking about it before this, we even started recording and you mentioned that they, they are going to be raising those prices for the series X and the S promised for at least the holiday season remaining where it, where it is. It's all these different parts I think are interesting to, to watch in the next month or two, because how is Microsoft going to respond? You know, um, how are there more developers that are, are going to come out and say like, Hey, we had the same Gotham Knights issue, you know, and, and how far does that cry go? Yeah. But yeah, we have to see where it goes. You know, uh, you know, you already mentioned it, but like Phil Spencer did come out and said that the Xbox consoles are going to be raising their price. Not, immediately but you um it'll at least stay the same during the holidays and then may rise later so you know do we run into something where you know that the way they make games is affected by this because yeah that i did find it like a confusing choice in order for xbox to make a console that is less powerful does not take a disc does have less space considering that you know, we there are already rumors that, you know, a PS5 Pro is in the works. And is there like a Xbox Series X Pro also in the works? I feel like I feel really the only way, like the only uh, people that can pull this off kind of is Nintendo, where you have the OLED, the Switch OLED, which, again, is only, I think, 50 more dollars for the OLED version. And then you have the Switch Lite, which have very little you know differences between each other but all of them at least can play the same game much like how the ps5 does you know the ps5 doesn't have as big of a price difference between the two consoles as the xbox does but at least for for four first and third party games you you know you look at the ps5 and go okay at least we don't have to make a special version of it so you know i I, I want to believe that, you know, at some point I, I do want to see kind of games take the next step with these consoles, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all they all touted, you know, oh, they're going to be able to do 8K and stuff like that. Well, when are we going to see that? Not that necessarily it needs to happen because not a lot of the public has 8K TVs, but does when do we when do we start to really see the the upgrades in this next gen when do we start to see you know 4k 120 frames a second because like that's not something i guess i see too much of so it, right now in gaming so when when do we start to see that true but that's it that's it for news how about you guys for me at least <laughs> um so i have i have two here um first one i thought was super interesting has to do with callisto protocol um and since we're getting super close to that game coming out we're what less than than two months away now Mm -hmm. um so they got the list of things that needed to be censored uh to sell in japan right just like normal japan centers their media um and Callisto protocol has decided to not sell the game there um let me double check because i think it actually might have been china um, and I don't want to get the wrong country, but I feel like China is probably the right answer. Um, but I thought this was super interesting because uh, it's something it is Japan. OK, just wanted to make sure I was going to say uh, I was pretty sure I saw it, it being yeah. in Japan as well. Um, kind of a big deal, right? This is a big game. 
Um, yeah. I don't know how well it would do in Japan, but I'm assuming it would do pretty well over there. And for them to come out and be like, we're not censoring, you know, the violence, the gore that's in this game. We're just not going to sell it is a is a big move that I don't I haven't really seen before from games in Japan. Yeah, I I personally do think that maybe it's got a bit more to do with more than just like toning down the gore or yeah. something like that with mm-hmm. this, because in order for a de- like a developer sees like Japan as like a big gaming place, because it is yep. it, gaming mm-hmm. is very popular there. And it it's got to be more than just setting a, you know, tone dial down to like <laughs> a little less bloody. It's got to right. be some sort of ridiculous request that, yep. you know, Japan wants them to tone it down for. And, you know, it sucks for the Japanese that won't be able to uh, play this game. But, you know, I they get a lot of the Japanese games that I don't get to play. So now they know how yes. I feel. So. And they can also they could also change their region. Right on like yeah. their PlayStation oh, to buy true. it if they really want to. Or um, set like a VPN probably you right. have to do that. If Japan mm-hmm. even allows VPNs now that I think about it. So right. you right. know there's probably a couple doors that you may need to figure out or cross when that day mm-hmm. comes. Mm-hmm. I think like the thing that pops to mind that I could probably compare it closest to was uh Dead Space with the when you do the surgery on your eye. Right. If you remember mm-hmm. that, which was a big deal that had to be censored when that came out. Um, and I'm assuming Callisto Protocol probably has stuff along those lines as far <laughs> as like pushing the boundaries <laughs> of what you can see. Yeah. And for them, it's probably like, you know, this is just way too much work to censor this or even just completely take it out of that version. Like, I don't blame them at all for just being like, now nah, we're good. We'll just skip Japan this time around. And uh, people are still going to find a way to buy it anyway. So. Well, wasn't it as well, too, like, you know, you mentioned the thing with Dead Space uh, 2 or whichever one replaced your eye with. Mm -hmm. But there was also like the big deal with the original Assassin's Creed with Altair Mm -hmm. and his ring finger needing Mm -hmm. to get chopped off. Like that was apparently too violent for even the United (laughs) States. Right. You know, so it's just like where, you know, and, you know, we probably would accept that now. Like, to be honest, you know, the violence that, you know, people can get away with in the U.S. is probably much more than what it is in Japan, but like was, did Japan have issues with like the old tire cutting his finger off type thing as well? Like <laughs> probably, that, probably. that would, yeah, yeah that probably. might be where, you know, you, you have to find out things to see if like the, the st- uh, kind of the standard on violence has been the same throughout there or not. Yeah. They've had to um, censor call of duty before over there. And uh, I wouldn't consider yeah. that oh, yeah. like an overly violent game. I mean, it's violent, but I wouldn't yeah. consider it like over the top. Would they were they censoring like the campaign because of certain things that happened in the camp or like the multiplayer? Like I, I know they've censored like the blood before, right? Um, okay. I know Call of Duty has you know a decent amount of blood in it, especially campaign. Um yeah. but yeah, I it's just like they're very strict on what you can see and what you can't see over in Japan, right? Uh so I don't know. it seems like everybody for the most part is like, Yeah, that's just the cost of doing business with japan that's just the way it's mm. going to be and that's on you know if they want to censor their content by all means go ahead but i would be annoyed if i was a gamer in japan i'll just put it that way yeah, yeah. especially if you were excited for the game right um and then the other one i have is just a quick one is we got the announcement that they are remaking the witcher um i believe unruh engine 5 is what they're going to use i just like that the bottom of their tweet it was 
you know, we're very early. Please give us time. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> please don't expect this in the next year or two. This is probably a good yeah. three, four or five years off. So I'm going to like whenever it does come out, because I'm not a Witcher fan, like I want to give it a try because of how much everybody hypes up the Witcher. I tried two and three and just could not get into it. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this is the way to get me into it, like Demon Souls. Yeah, Witcher 2 is when I picked up the Witcher series. And then when I tried to go back to play the Witcher 1, the game was just far too rough yeah. for me to play. Like, yeah. there is a big difference between 1 and 2. So I I am happy to see that they're going to do that just because, one, you know, they know the Witcher is a safe franchise for them to be able to make money off of. And two, that game does need, you know, a, a buff in, in its graphical yeah. and how it plays because it do, it does it is dated for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's, but, but especially how three brought so many newcomers to the series. I mean, I, I got introduced in, on three. Uh, I haven't even like attempted to play two or one yet. Uh, so that's like some good news because they definitely built enough fan base to not only have that, but then have a TV series. It's just been upward momentum. And like you said, a very safe franchise for them in terms of like uh, terms of revenue yeah yeah and then just a quick add to that speaking of the witcher is that the netflix series is going to be replacing henry cavill with liam hemsworth of uh, the <laughs> other hemsworth brother uh mm. kind of a weird thing but a lot of details have come out that said uh, you know originally henry cavill was going to play, be playing the witcher for like seven seasons like there was wow. a seven season plan, apparently. But according to reports, a lot of the directors and people working on the show do not like the game or the books. So they want to take it in their own direction. And that for Cavill upset him in a way. Okay. So they're going to be replacing him with Liam Hemsworth. Kind of a strange move. Um, hopefully they can write in a way that makes sense or they're just going to completely ignore the fact that it's two different <laughs> actors and just continue to <laughs> c- continue, continue to continue with the series like netflix like like they they put so much money in the witcher series that to have henry cavill leave yes probably saves them a decent amount of money because henry cavill is probably an expensive actor but also like they henry cavill like loved the witcher so he wanted to play mm-hmm. it probably he wanted to play it and would probably put more emotion and time into it than other actors so hopefully you know it's it's going to be big shoes for Liam Nielsen, to, uh, Liam Hemsworth to have to fill. Uh, so yeah. I, I I will be watching it just to keep a lookout on it. I do like the Witcher series. So he's, yeah. he's going to be too busy playing Superman again. So. Yeah, probably. Oh, that's true. Are, is it still like, is Witcher still popular? Because like when I saw that, I was kind of like reading comments and everybody was like, that show sucks. You know what I mean? And I don't know <laughs> if it's just like the majority of the people on there, but I don't don't watch the show. I tried. Um, but I, like, I it, think it is. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm still under the impression it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah, you know, I guess, I guess we'll see with season three because I know season two was better okay. than season one because it didn't have all like the um, the confusing bits. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, all I all we can do is hope that he fills those shoes. But that's a long way away. They're they have season yeah, three still in the works and hasn't been released. And then you have to wait for season four, which would be like another two years, probably. So it's not a problem we have to think of, think about for a while. True. Uh, that's all the news um, I had, though. Go ahead. 
I I actually found one that I, I was telling you guys that I couldn't remember the other one that I was looking for, and I found it. It was sure. sp- specifically, so Call of Duty came out, yep. and like every other game, like an Overwatch or anything that requires a massive amount of people on a bunch of servers, there's going to be issues, people getting kicked, stuff like that. That's not the story that I that I necessarily wanted to focus on because that's obvious but the one thing that i did want to uh mention is that xbox fans apparently cannot easily turn off crossplay, yep. mm-hmm. which i thought was interesting because not only that playstation doubled down uh shortly before the release of call of duty which by listing on the call of duty website some ps5 specific benefits mm-hmm. for having that version like double xp weekends uh certain things along the line so it just it kind of ties into what we were talking about with sony versus microsoft being toddlers and that's why that's why um i mean number one for people who have it on xbox i didn't think about it because i don't have the issue because i'm playing it on playstation but not being able to turn off crossplay is a big deal yep uh specifically when you're trying to avoid pc users or um specifically just in general if you don't want to have anybody else other than you know your uh your your band of xbox friends playing the game with you and i just thought that the release of call of duty albeit all of the issues that it's already having those small little asterisks about it is just making what we've been uh conversing about on this platform just it just puts another check in the box of just like can we like can we stop acting like children you know mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know i don't know what you guys think I, uh, craig i know you have it on xbox yeah um, and there there is like a technically a workaround like you can go into your xbox settings and turn off cross play and then go into it and then it'll tell you like hey your cross plays turned off you have to turn this on to play and you can actually cancel out of that and it'll still let you play but it's just okay. like a whole other mess and like when i'm playing by myself Right. Like Craig and I, we played a bunch the past couple of days, but yeah, when I'm yeah. playing by myself. I like to play free for all. And like there's nothing more frustrating than going to play free for all and seeing like of the eight people, like five people are mouse and keyboard on PC. And I'm just like, well, oh, yeah, I'm screwed. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Like there's a reason that you separate controller and mouse and keyboard unless you want to be with them, because there is an advantage there um, with mouse and keyboard. So it is a little not upsetting i would say more annoying um and like tied into that also i always have played hardcore modes on call of duty that's been my go-to um and there is none um they did say they were going to add it later like when the first battle pass comes out but to not have any when the game first comes out too is kind of weird so it's kind of like it's like i don't want to say it's half baked on xbox i don't think it is but interesting choices i guess Quite. Yeah, that, that that is strange. And, you know, and Craig kind of took the words right out of my mouth where there is a competitive advantage when it yep. comes to playing yeah. on PC. You get higher frame rates depending on and like there's more kind of tweaks that you can make to the game, whether it's field of view, yep. the way the graphics look, you can set it to a low graphics, but higher frame rate. And then on top of that, too, like the, the range of motion with a mouse compared to a joystick is kind of you know a to z it is completely two different worlds of how of how the game is played and how you react so 
you know, it, it's too bad that like Xbox and PlayStation just can't live in their own worlds because I really wish you could. And then yeah. if you want to, you can invite that world. Like eventually I'm going to have to play against PC players because I want to play with my brother who is right. on PC. Mm-hmm. And it's great that they have that option, but there should also be an option which there usually is to turn that off. So I can just play console to where, you know, it's not just, you know, it's, it's not me getting carried by my brother and not having fun because the PC player is destroying me. So it's, you know, and when people stop having fun, people stop playing your multiplayer. So that's where like they, you got to think about, you know, how does this affect my, uh, you know, uh, the, the multiplayer, area for call of duty because if if xbox players get tired of playing with pc players and it's not like an easy way to turn it off you know that's something that xbox players now have to think about when it comes to you know you know do i get a game for a playstation or xbox well i don't like getting you know destroyed by pc players on xbox at least on ps5 i can easily turn it off and play just with ps5 people and I'm not and I imagine that turning it cross play off in the PS5 version probably only pairs you with PS5 people and not Xbox or maybe it's just console. Or is it, is it even not. there on PS5? Like, can you is there a, a switch a or a button for cross? I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there definitely okay. is. Yeah. OK, yeah, there's and there's a template out there on how to do this already. It's in Apex, right? If you play mm-hmm. Apex on console, you get paired with console players. But on the times where I join a party with a friend who plays on PC, then I get put in PC lobbies. That's literally all you have to do. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? I don't want to mess with it. I'm just going to play with my console friends. But if you want to do it, it's there. Some people like to challenge and I don't like hate it, but it's just kind of like you're going into that match being like, well, this is a, this is a loss. You know, yeah. especially especially in free for all to yeah. like other modes, you might you have a better chance. But yeah, it's it's uh, not a good look. I don't think. No. Well, that's all I had. OK, so let's get into games this week where I guess for the most part, you could say I'm a week behind. Uh, <laughs> I have I have beat Plague Tale Requiem and have full impressions on that. Sweet. I have now played Mario and Rab- Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope as well i played one call of duty multiplayer match so i am not the person to say (laughs) nice uh i have not touched bayonetta yet either so we're we will be getting there eventually but i i need it and i haven't even touched gotham knights which i have as well so it's that's it's game release season when i I get new games that i haven't touched them so yeah Yeah. um what about you guys so for me obviously it's it's modern warfare two week um whole bunch of thoughts on that um i have a bunch of thoughts on gotham knights now that i've put in a ton of hours um and then i fired up the old oculus this week for some nfl pro era i've been thinking about picking that up you're gonna have to you'll have to let me know how it is yeah uh so i stuck to spark of hope so mario plus rabbits played a, a little bit more of that uh don't have really any changed feelings so i might just like step off of that until I beat it. But for me, also Call of Duty multiplayer, so I can kind of just piggyback. We can have a conversation about that, Craig, because we literally sure. played together for some, yep. for a bunch of matches. And continued Gotham Knights, and I, as you, Craig, also have a little bit of more to yep. say yep. about it. Uh, so those are the three that I played. Sweet. 
So I'll talk about the oldest game first with Plato Requiem. Uh, <laughs> two weeks old. Yeah, two it's weeks like, old. Yeah. So Plague Tale Requiem, I do have to say I'm pretty happy with my experience with Requiem. Um, the story is good. The game's a little longer than what I'm used to. I feel like probably could have cut an hour out of the game or a couple chapters at least. couple uh, hours. <laughs> but, you know, the, the main thing that I run into is uh, kind of a couple things here where one, Craig is right about the whole forcing you to walk portion of things. Oh. Just like it just uh, it I get it gives it it gives the developer time to have the characters talk and grow. I get that's why they're doing that. But also like when the segments go on for too long, it just becomes it it becomes more annoying than it does helpful or um, or feel like it's bonding in any way because they want you to have a connection to these two characters and especially with how the ending plays out. Yeah. They want you, they want the ending to, they, they want you to feel for these characters. So, mm. you know, we, we have that portion of things. The game is a little bit longer. And I think that has to do with the fact that I, I, I get a probably Xbox because, uh, you know, this game was put on Xbox game pass and net and is also available on PlayStation. But I kind of just get the feeling that like they did play it very safe to where it does just feel like a a Plague Tale 1.5. I get that they wanted to give you more options with how like, you know, Amicia can defend herself. But again, like there's the issue that I that I mentioned last week with I do not like kind of the dynamic like skill leveling up tree where you know, you have to play a certain way in order to continue to unlock certain things. Um, mm-hmm. Like ov- overall, I th- this game is going to be pretty highly rated. I think for me, yep. maybe a top ten game, uh, just because I do like Plague Tale that much. But I do have to say, like that ending was, oh man, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Like I, I get what they're going for w- with it. Um, I get the message they're trying to send with it as well. But there, there is a part of this week where my dad was watching me finish this game, and mm. my dad, I kind of gave my dad like the 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 rundown of what's going on, so he's being able mm. to follow along and everything. And we get to the ending, and my dad's like, "They're really gonna make you do this? Like you have <laughs> yeah. to do this?" And it's like. Yeah, I I guess I do uh, portion of things. So it, and cut to credits. <laughs> yes, and and, yep. and, and and cut to credits. So yep. it's it's it. That ending was like it's not rough in the sense that it doesn't make sense. It just feels very heavy. It is a very heavy ending, which I guess for me, I'm not used to in gaming. Like we get heavy endings that are sort of ambiguous. You know, uh, a la The Last of Us, um, you know, ending. But this ending was definitely like, oh, boy, like this is (laughs) this is heavy stuff. And I don't want to spoil it, but just know, like, if you're going to play and finish Plague Tale Requiem, like you've got to be prepared for what this ending has in store, because it, you know, it is. It is a journey. It's what I'm going to call it. Like, like that, that ending made me like. 
th- that ending made my experience a bit more conflicted with Requiem than like just being positive, just because the ending is like that kind of heavy yeah. of an ending. Yeah. And I, I imagine you felt the same way, Craig. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it was an interesting choice, right? Um, I I don't think it's a bad way to end the game. It is. It's just a lot to, yeah. you know, after everything you've done to end it that way is kind of like, oh, man, you know, and that's that's the feeling they want when you, you know, finish that game is. I guess I had to do what I had to do, but yeah. I don't I don't feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question for the both of you. Most because I need to catch up. Um, because you guys have finished these most what 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 endings stunned you the most or left you bewildered the most would you say it was scorn or would you say (laughs) it was requiem between the two (laughs) yeah i I feel like different yeah they're different endings um okay scorn is the ending where i at the end of it i'm like what yeah like what what are we doing like yeah like you have no idea like Requiem, you know why you had to do what you did. Right. Um, uh-huh. It's just a matter of like it their makes sense. Yeah. Like it their makes ending sense. makes sense. It's just yeah. the fact that it, <laughs> that it is like one of those heavier endings that I think not yeah. a lot of people like, especially in gaming, are prepared for because we get those types of endings. But and Craig, know, and Craig knows the particular part I'm probably we're probably thinking about as well. Like there's this one certain part where like. You have to walk and, and you know what you have to do. They literally told you what you have to do. And it's like, this is like, th- this is rough. Yeah. Like, the, like this is going that next level. And with that, like, it's it's not a bad part of on the game for making me take that ending. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of, you know, it, it surprised me. It's not something that I'm used to uh, in gaming, but it's, you know, overall, it's still a, an enjoyable experience. Just, I feel like, we talked about this with the Joker movie. Like if you're not in the right yeah. mind space, this mm-hmm. game, like this game's ending could probably like make you feel things you didn't really want to feel or <laughs> ready to feel. I want to yeah. say yeah. like, yeah, agree. And I think that's something they need to be prepared for. And, you know, you might need to be prepared for coming into the game because the first one doesn't end like that. Uh, no. So no, no, especially if you're excited to play the sequel and then, you know, you're not in the right mindset for how for how Requiem ends. You know, you could probably you, you know, you might probably be thinking about this ending for a lot longer than you might expect. I mean, I mean, you're right. The first one does. The first one ends with like essentially just like a a, a very jovial like, you know, a, a time. So it's yeah. so it just does a complete 180 in the second one. It, yeah, it seems. And luckily, you have 15 hours to work your way up to that ending. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah, you've how got. Of, you've got a while to go. Yeah. How many? How many? How many of those hours are walking? Is it like four? Twelve. <laughs> it, it definitely feels like twelve. I, it's I agree, a lot. I agree with him. It's there. a lot. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, what? What the other? One? Oh, rabbits. rabbits. Rabbits, yes. Which yeah, rabbits is more or less for both me and Craig? Yeah. I really yeah. like the direction that rabbits has taken. Uh, Mm. they do a really good job of making you feel like it's not just turn-based. It's not just move character here, shoot, go to next character, move them here, shoot, enemy turn. They do a really good job of making it so it feels like like your turns are like these bigger portion of things. 
like you can freely move around the current space that mm-hmm. you're in. And if you see an enemy, you can dash into them, do it, do a little bit of damage before even, you know, using your action point is what they call it for each of your mm-hmm. characters. But not only that, you know, you have things like team jump to where I can move Mario to one spot in the map, have, you know, Peach or Rabid Peach jump off of her or him and go further into the map and still have space to move. And then, mm-hmm. you know, get behind cover and like take this, you know, strategic advantage, I guess, for for each for each map. And that I kind of really enjoy. I think this is a. I think this is a very welcoming kind of turn-based strategy game because a lot of people, you know, and I know Craig isn't, you know, too much of a turn-based guy like for how how it is with me and Fire Emblem, but this game feels different in that it's not just moving to a position, clicking attack, and then the attack sequence. There is so much kind of pre-planning and pre-actions you can do before even doing the action that makes the game feel a little bit, I guess, like not only more friendly, but just, I want to, I'm going to say this a little bit more dewy is what I'm going to say. There's, there's more doing to combat than there is in other games. And I think that's why this game is probably getting the positive reviews that it is, is because people, you know, that don't really like the the turn-based strategy portion of, you know, games of this type of game have a lot more to do and have a lot more planning and more, Dewy things you to do before the turn base, which you know to to to, to its point because it's fun. You know the the characters are fun. Each character is unique and fun. I I I've, as much as I've played of Mario and Rabbits, I'm really enjoying this game. Like this, this will continue to climb up the charts for me with uh yeah with like probably one of my favorite Switch games in my catalog because it is kind of that much of a fun turn based strategy game. Yeah, I, I know that I er- said earlier that I didn't have very much of a different opinion, um, so I wasn't going to say as much, but it's climbing up my game of the year list. Uh, it's not just destroying things like Elden Ring and Forbidden West, but it's like the more time I put into it, I physically feel like it's a game of shoots and ladders where you're only getting ladders. You know what I mean? In terms of it, it's 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 really it's pretty well done. And Barry makes a lot of good points. Very friendly. The ability to move in space, not only your character's abilities, but the addition with the spark of hope sparks may give you even more abilities because mm-hmm. you can equip you can equip them and then they have their own set where they can give you uh, a specific elemental damage. They can do AOEs uh, effect, effects um, or attacks. So there's so much more strategy but friendly strategy in it so it's good for people who may might this might be their first or second game in the genre and then it's also good for standard mario fans it's it, it kind of goes to a larger base than some of these games these types of games tend to be able to to reach out to so it's 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 great i'm like let me put it this way i'm trying to finish both that and gotham knights and every time i look at gotham knights just pick up Mario plus rabbits. I would rather be caught when God of war comes out. I'd rather be caught with rabbits finished and not Gotham Knights. And then I'll just let Gotham Knights kind of hang out until I, you know, I, I may be able to come back to it, you know? Yeah. Interesting. 
It's still on my list. It. It's just like it's gotten pushed. <laughs> and yeah, and I I almost I looked at it originally as like, all right, I only want to be technically playing one switch game at a time because the majority of my time is not going to be on my switch. It's going to be on my Xbox and my PlayStation. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it open for Bayonetta. Um, but it's funny that like none of us have played Bayonetta yet, which is hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all so hyped for it. And we're all like, it can wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, uh, and one thing I did just real quick is like, I marathon through Bayonetta two. I'm done with Bayonetta two. Okay. So it's like, okay, I'm ready for Bayonetta three. And then I and, get it, and then I don't play it for the whole weekend because you yep. know I've got yeah. I've got other games to play, and also have so much other stuff going on. And I do want to put it down on the record for the Switch game. I did officially buy Persona Five again for the Switch. I'm not playing it, but I have it. Um, oh my god! So Just I have officially, yeah, I, I I have officially bought like Persona Royal, Persona Five Royal twice, and that and then I've got Vanilla Persona Five. So. <laughs> There's no need. I mean, I, know. I mean, just in case, if you go on a trip where you have exactly. 110 exactly. game hours, no. I might have 100 hours to play to play oh that game God. for. That is exactly the reason I bought it. Nobody is traveling that much. It's a 100-hour <laughs> plane ride to wherever you're getting to. Oh, you know? <laughs> um, those Okay. So, obviously, Modern Warfare 2 and Gotham Knights I'll get to um, because, obviously, Craig and I can both talk about those. NFL mm-hmm. Pro era, got to bring this up because like this thing has been staring at my face for months and I'm like, you know what, yeah. I should try that because it looks cool. Um, what I can say is it is surprisingly well done. Um, oh. I My only issue with the game would be that it doesn't look the greatest. And I mean that as like you're looking at probably PS3 360 era Madden uh, yeah. players. But what I appreciate is that they got the NFL license for this game. So every team, every player is in there, right? Correctly with, you know, their name. Obviously, it doesn't look like them, but the name on the back of the jersey and all that matches, which is huge, right? That makes a big difference Mm -hmm. than just playing some random uh, game where you're just, you know, random teams. So it has a full season mode, which is crazy. Um, I didn't expect it to have a full season mode, but you literally like you pick your team, you pick how you want, you know, your yourself to look or you can leave it. Right. Like, so I picked the Eagles and obviously the name comes through as Jalen Hurts, but you can change it to your own name. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it's so much fun to play. It's insane. Um, Just being able to like, you know, you have. It's the little things for me, like you have your shotgun, but you also have your under center snap. So you're like leaning over with your hands, like to get the snap. The handoffs for runs are are fun and like you can very easily mess them up. Um, so like I'm looking behind me to see where the running back is. And then for whatever reason, when I when I hike it, he's on he goes to the other side and I turn and he's not there. And I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of panic and do whatever. But um yeah, it works very well. Throwing is, you know, wherever you're aiming is where it's going to go. I haven't had any issues where it's like not going where I'm throwing, you know, my arm motion is going. Um, yeah, it has some mini games that you can play, but I've just been playing the uh, the season mode. You can, you know, obviously you're just playing as a quarterback, so you can do your offensive stuff. And then when you're done, it takes you to the sideline and you can stand there and watch the other team's possession fully play out. 
or you can sim oh, it wow. just like in Madden, right? So if you want to mm-hmm. stand there on the sideline and kind of pace up and down the sideline and watch, you can. Um, all the stadiums are in there accurately. So you really get a sense of like, especially when you're standing on the sidelines, like how big everything is, right? The stadiums, the crowd, mm-hmm. um, it's cool. And like, not it's not like the lineman running at you is not like jump scare, but it's terrifying. Cause like, those yeah. are like, those are big dudes. And you're like, okay, now I know how it feels and I won't be so hard on quarterbacks now because it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I a hundred percent recommend it. I think it's very cool. It's going to be interesting because top VR game for me this year is probably going to be a fight between this and golf. Yeah. Uh, golf. Cause like yeah, golf, golf is VR. so yeah. good. Um, and plus, I still go yeah. back and play that too. So yeah, I definitely say if you have an Oculus, get this. Um, Barry, 100%, you should pick it up. I think it's 30 bucks, and I think that's yeah. a fair price. Um, so, yeah, I've been having a ton of fun with that. Um, okay. So let's do Gotham Knights because I think I'm like 8 to 10 hours in now. All right. I put a, I put a lot of time in this week. Um, I really like this game a lot, like a lot. And I didn't think I would just because when you first start, they throw so much at you. It's like insanely overwhelming. Um, I don't know if you got the same feeling, Craig, but like when you press like the select button when you're out and you see all this stuff on the screen that you can do. Yeah, like, there's oh so many God. things. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things. Yeah. And then like once I kind of like ignored that and I was like, all right, I'm going to focus in pull up the map and be like, all right, I'm just going to go here and do this. Like it was a lot better for me. And mm-hmm. I have such a good time of like every night, just going around and clearing everything off, including yeah. like the little like side w- crimes that are going on. Then I end my night and go back and upgrade. Um, as far as like what you were saying last week, Barry, I've never had, um, I've always had an overabundance of resources to make new stuff. I've never run yeah. out always. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I am growing in power to coincide with the enemies getting better. Um, Even to the point where I did like the whole Harley Quinn side mission um, up until the point of, of facing the boss there. And I, it said I should have been like level 14 to 18 and I was like 12 and I didn't have a problem. So I a hundred percent, like I'm going to finish this game. I'm just trying to finish it before god of war we'll see um i don't know how like i don't know how much more i have because there's the main court of owls thing but also there's what there's harley quinn the penguin clay face there's so much stuff going on mr freeze yeah mr freeze yeah i almost called him dr freeze i i'm glad i didn't say anything (laughs) dr Um, mr freeze but yeah i agree with what you said last week craig that uh red hood is is terrible don't use him at all he's too slow but everybody else seems fine um, yeah. and I, I'm just having a blast. So I, it might actually sneak into the top 10 for me. We'll see. Yeah. I, um, I wanted to use red hood so bad yep, and me it's too. just, it's, I wouldn't use him back. I would say maybe use him for the first mission or two, just to get the feel for his mm-hmm. attacks. But the other three are just so much more flexible and, yep. and like they have, I th- in my opinion, like better powers. Um, so like for for me, I know like I'm gonna play as Batgirl because I want to play as yeah. Batgirl. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep, that's um, right. she has the best one of the best slides I've ever seen in a video game ever. Mm. 
It's so mm-hmm. satisfying. Okay. She like goes down on her side, like on her knees. It just feels so good every time you do it. I love it. Oh, that should be interesting. But yeah. I like, I know I want to play as her. It's just that. And I was just watching a review from, uh, from girlfriend reviews, a very popular YouTuber. Oh, um, and I they saw did the same a, one. <laughs> they did a co-op review of Gotham Knights. Okay. Um, and you know, the, the main concern that they have for it is that their game was very buggy. I'm not sure. And they, but they played on PC. I'm not sure if it's the same with you guys. I haven't had any it, issues. Okay. No. Okay, good. It's just a matter of like, I, I keep hearing that this game is like, you know, you guys are probably enjoying it now, but mm-hmm. I keep hearing that like the fun goes up to 11 when you're playing with friends. Which can okay. be anything, really. So I'm trying to decide whether or not I wait for my roommate to get the game or I ask you guys to play with me, which, you know, sure. sometimes, you know, conflicting yeah, schedules which... can be a little bit of an issue. And also, I don't know if this is cross-play because I have it for PS5. Okay. And I'm you probably Xbox. have it for Xbox. And yep. then you might actually have it for PS5, other Craig. So yeah, it's just like there's okay. there's like I don't know if that stuff works or not. But, you know, I, I guess we have to see. I just... uh I do. I am excited to play that game, but my issue is, is like I'm excited to play it when I get to it, because yeah, yeah. like right now on my list is Bayonetta three. Like that is the next like single player game I need to go into. But I also want to play campaign for Call of Duty and right. get into yeah. the multiplayer. But right. it's just a matter of how to, you know, where it's not. I, by the way, Gotham where? Knights is not crossplay. Okay, so at least at least now I know like I'm only playing with other Craig if we're trying to play, yeah. you know, co op yeah. Gotham Which, Knights, but. You know, I'm just running into the 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 uselessness of the over the overabundance of choice yeah. where yeah. there's so many games to play. And then, you know, it would none of us talked about the DLC for Resident Evil. So I none of us. Touched that. Yeah, yeah so none it. of us touch that either. So it's just that there's <laughs> no. so much going on uh, with gaming right now that, yeah. You know, we're all we're all zeroed in on God of War when that game comes out. And this will, yeah. that'll probably end up being our first, you know, full on spoiler God of War yeah. talk that we do this year because we're all yeah, going to be playing it and all going to be joining in on it. So, yes, you know, we'll yes. we'll get there. But it just sucks that, like, I don't know when I'm going to start playing Gotham Knights because <laughs> I have all these yeah. other games I have to play. So you're not I mean, let- like, go ahead, Craig, go ahead. I was going to say, just let me know, Barry, because I'll jump in with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you, I didn't is realize it that something it that is, so for you though, Craig, like Gotham Knights is one that you can let slide. Like you're not as emotionally invested as I am in it then. What I'm going to say, what I, what I was trying to portray is in comparison to Mario plus Rabbids. Sure. My priority is to get that game done just because of how much fun I'm having with that game. I am having fun with Gotham Knights. I think that the story in particular is is interesting, especially yeah. without having Batman in it at all. What they really did well... Because he's dead. Because <laughs> he's dead, yeah. yeah. What they really did well is, like you were saying, you got a night where you could just go out and solve crimes all night. You just yeah. bust up this crime, you get more clues for for more crimes the next night you could do that literally the whole game and not progress the game but the stories are set into specific chapters that you have to complete so harley quinn has her own chapters or set of chapters and freeze has his own set of chapters so they're not really intertwined you can finish harley quinn i don't know if you can finish 
another bad guys one before the initial one that you start because like harley quinn is technically like the first one kind of but i don't know but it's it's really cool because you can zero in so if you like mr freeze more you can do all you can do those more if you like harley quinn you can do hers and there was a time where i thought that because like we all we all know that there was a harley quinn boss fight trailer before the game was released there was two times there's at least one time that I thought the mission I was doing for Harley Quinn was going to end in that boss battle and it didn't, it kept yep. going. So yep. I haven't even ran, I haven't even run into Clayface yet. I know okay. he's going to be there. Yep. Um, but what I need to do as a gamer is stop is stay focused on the story a little bit because this is the kind of game that will bore you. Oh yeah. If you're not, if you're not doing something major because the, all the crimes get a little bit repetitive after a while so-and-so is a hostage in the park three people have have bombs on their wrists and you have to undo undo their bombs without alerting it hopefully yep. if you can so-and-so is getting robbed so-and-so's this there's like i've cleared out all... the same stronghold three times now yeah exactly so that's <laughs> that's where that's where the game does have the repetitiveness but when you jump out and you you know you go back to the belfry and then you actually jump into one of the characters it's it's pretty good you know and i've gotten over the holding square for you know and holding triangle for the for the uh the the combat because that's what was initially annoying and the recommendation just like last week barry is get that glider as soon as as you can it's not a spoiler there is a it's this knighthood category that you have to just unlock things it's essentially the the bat family's um connection to batman that's like that's like the tree or whatever and if you don't wait because i waited on a specific knighthood challenge and i just spent my time just uh using my grappling hook and it gets a little bit perturbing it does but but as soon as you get the glider all is well um or or whatever character's version of the glider is because it's different with everybody the glider and then the the thing i did right after was there's a side mission with drones. And when you find it, yep. you find drones in each section of the city and that enables you to fast travel to each section yeah. of the city. If you do that and the, and the gliding, those two things, as soon as possible, the game for me was so much better because then every night I wasn't like, all right, there's something I got to do on the complete opposite side of the map. Now I got to glide all the way over there. Nope. I just fast travel and I'm yeah. fairly close. It's so much okay. better. Um, mm-hmm. So that should be like, that should be like on the back of the box. Like do these things first for <laughs> optimal should. experience. Um, yep. The only thing that bothers me is the gliding. You have to do the challenges with each character, which is yeah. a little annoying. Like if I unlock it, I feel like it should unlock it for everybody. But it was for that, like that reason I stuck with the Batgirl and haven't done it with the other three yet. Cause I'm just like, I'm having fun with Batgirl. I'm just going to chill with Batgirl for a while. Um, yeah. It's funny you say that. Cause like I I I'm a hybrid. I'm doing Robin and Nightwing. Okay. And when I unlocked it with Robin, who was who I was feeling more at the time, so I was playing more as him. I went back to Nightwing, like the next mission or whatever, and I was like, oh, I have to do this. Again. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You know that is an annoying part. You should be able to just unlock it for all of them. Oh yeah. Or hear me out. Just give it to you in the beginning of the game. <laughs> right like what are we doing they're the gadget family they're literally the family of gadgets how did we not have have a glider in the beginning 
Yeah. yeah. They're already established crime fighters when the game begins. So why yeah. would they not already have that? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. It's an you have a choice. motorcycle. You have yeah. a bat cycle. Yeah, you have a motorcycle. Um, all right. So and then Modern Warfare 2. Talk about yes. this real quick. Um, I know, Barry, you play one match. Craig, did you play the campaign at all? I didn't yet, no. Okay. So I want to talk about the campaign real quick, and I won't put any spoilers in there. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. This is the best Call of Duty campaign they've ever made. Hands oh, down. Wow. I'm excited. I'm not excited. even close. Not even close. I'm you know, what's funny is like I didn't do the digital pre-order to get the campaign a week early. I don't think any of us did. Um, and like I was I intentionally didn't watch anything, but I was like reading people's comments and everybody was like, this campaign's slow. This campaign's not a Call of Duty campaign. It's boring. And I, so I went into it. I was like, all right, let me just get through this. Right. Um, for me, the story is like phenomenal. It's what I want. Um, it, it, it reminds me of a a blockbuster movie, but more of like a, um, I don't know, the right thing. Maybe like a born identity kind of right. Like that, okay. like a lot of like CIA and all this kind of stuff going on. Um, it looks phenomenal. It plays extremely well. There's a good variety of mission type things that you're doing. But I think what people are upset about is there there's very little of that traditional like Call of Duty, start the mission, run through, kill 10,000 people, end mission. They don't do that very often. It's a lot of like slow, methodical, um, you know, get in, get this target, get out, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's not your typical Call of Duty experience, but I think it's for the better because that's what multiplayer is for, right? Or the spec yeah. ops missions or whatever. But on top of that, there's some things in the campaign that is like so uh, unnecessary to the point of like making me pull my hair out. And I'm not even playing on hard. I'm playing on regular. Okay. Um, there are times where like, I'm on regular and I feel like I'm playing veteran because I get to a checkpoint. And I'm just getting wrecked over and over. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, wh what do you want me to do at this point? Um, so there is like armored enemies in the game, in the campaign where like you have to shoot them like five or six times in the head and then their helmet will fall off. And then you got to shoot them in the head again. And they're like painfully frustrating to kill. And then like certain missions will throw like five of them. And this is on regular like all coming at you at once. You're like, Oh my God, what do I do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like very minor, like you get past it, but man, am I, did I have a blast with the campaign? It was like phenomenal. Um, all right. but yeah, multiplayer, this is interesting because Craig and I had a lot of issues the past two days, right? Voice yeah. chat issues, um, connection issues, getting kicked. But when we do play, I think it feels really good. What do it you does. think? I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, once you get past all of that, all of those issues, because like, I mean, one of the issues we had was a simple like brain fart on my point. So like <laughs> it was it was like some it was like one of those things where when you leave a PlayStation party with a group of people, but you're in a party yourself still you have to leave your own party. It was like that stupid thing, you know, so yeah. like focused on trying to fix the settings in Call of Duty when it was my issue entirely. But I mean, Craig is right. You know, there are some of those uh, getting kicked in the game. Yeah. Um, sometimes, occasionally somebody pops in where it'll say that like 
they're in the party, but you can't hear them, or you can't invite somebody of a different, um, you know, during crossplay, it'll it'll say it's locks, like you can't invite the player to your party, so the person has to start the game over. We yep. all must have started our game over probably like five or six times, at least. But in in the game, it's great. Yeah, uh, they really went above and beyond with the level design of some of these. Uh, there's a really cool like racetrack one mm -hmm. that's really sick. There's a there's a a highway one. That one's awesome. Which it looks like The Walking Dead. There's just a bunch of cars, unmanned cars, just on a road yep. with like broken glass everywhere. Like they did a great job with the levels and the way you progress, just keeping whatever filters of whatever game modes you have on. It could be five or six games and then all of a sudden you see another level, you know, that you haven't even seen before. So it plays well. It looks good plays well um i like how the gun feels when i'm shooting it i have to unlock everything so that my i can get the right mods to get the gun for me because that's the fun of call of duty where you you know you drop your recoil by this much but then you raise your accuracy by this much and you actually feel sometimes a difference in the game sometimes you don't it's fun it's fun and if this is the kind of game that they're just going to keep building on and supporting and supporting and supporting and supporting and supporting then i think it's a good base i think it's a I think it's a yeah. good base for a good game. You're still going to see the player base, like for as good as this game is, the player base is still going to drop once Warzone 2 comes out. It always happens. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah. I think there's enough there to keep me being like, I'm, I'm going to go over to Warzone 2 to try it. But I think there's enough with the multiplayer that I'll still go back and play it. I don't think I'm going to mm. drop it immediately. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah. You know, just get the bugs out the way. It's opening weekend, so yeah. we just know with games of this scale that there are going to be bugs. But if they add another five maps in six to ten months or something like that, and then they keep doing something like that, like if they, they can really support this to the point where it could be a long-standing Call of Duty if they yeah. wanted. You know, they have the building blocks. So. Yeah. Definitely a good Call of Duty for sure. That's all I played. That is all I played as well. All right. So that's going to be it for played this week. We now move into movies in which I have started my James Bond conquest and I've started <laughs> first at Dr. No. And then I okay. have also watched Bullet Train. Yes, Bullet Train. Um, I watched Barbarian. And uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I watched the first four of eight. I'm glad you said that because that's what I watched this week. Um, okay. Barry, I am one episode away from being done with Cyberpunk. I'm actually 20 minutes away from being done with Cyberpunk. Holy crap. But <laughs> um, it's insane. But um, yeah, I watched uh, Cabinet of Curiosities as well. We jumped around, my wife and I, so I didn't okay. see the first four immediately in a row. I didn't see the one with the rats. I don't know what it's oh, about. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I watched one, three, and four, and I think like six, whichever one had Rupert Grint, because we really wanted to one, see yeah. him. Yep. So that was primarily what I watched was this week was that, you know, for the holiday how, season. Barry, how was that first James Bond? So the first James Bond, I was going to say, I should probably talk about the oldest movie by yep. far um, yeah. first. 60s, right? I, yes. Yeah. Uh, 
so the the one thing that I was actually kind of surprised about is that this James Bond movie, it doesn't look terrible. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think it kind of holds up the overall, like the story and everything is very basic. Like I, I do like me personally. I like the James Bond that gets into his gadgets. This really isn't that it's not huge. It, there is a big contrast between today's James Bond <laughs> yep. and the sixties yeah. James Bond. Like there's not like these gigantic, like I don't want to say action set pieces. Uh, there's not gigantic explosions. Like the fight choreography is very simple. Um, gunfights end in the blink of an eye if they want it to. So like there's, there's a lot of simplicity in the early James Bond movies. And I did expect that. Um, what I didn't expect for them was for the movie to hold up as well as it did. Um, mm-hmm. On it. I was, I just watched it on Amazon prime. The movie first off does not look terrible. Does not sound terrible. I was expecting like, I, I to be honest, I was expecting like, full black and white like <laughs> terrible terrible stereo audio to be honest uh, but they got that's 4k not the remastered not too they long did ago. yeah that's and i think those are the versions i'm watching so i think okay. i'm a little bit spoiled in how uh everything looks and how it behaves it's just that this is i i enjoyed the movie because it's such a different like james bond movie compared to like i know i watched like who was the one before um like daniel craig it was pierce brosnan Brosnan. yeah pierce i know i watched some of those movies but i don't remember them so primarily for me it's only been daniel craig that i've seen and this it, it this james bond movie is fun because it's so different from everything i've ever seen and i'm I personally am very interested to see how the series continues to expand from like, I've seen it at its starting point now compared to, you know, what is recently the ending of like the James Bond movies until the, you know, they inevitably, you know, find a new actor to do different stuff with. So, right. you know, that there is such a different contrast, which is probably, I think what I like the most about it is that, it didn't look terrible. I thought it was going to be ter- terrible audio as well. It wasn't. I was presently surprised with that, so I'm a little bit spoiled in that position. But um, I, I kind of enjoy the simplicity. It's not mm-hmm. – right now, it's not like this crazy overarching story with like these little little plot details that end up like stringing together like a Daniel Craig where, you know, mm-hmm. first it's Vespa – then Quantum of Solace, which almost feels completely different from out of all the other James Bond movies. And then we start getting into Spectre. And yeah. in Dr. No, there's like, you first get there and he mentions Spectre, but you don't know exactly know what it is yet. So I, I want to see how it expands there. Because really, they're really, in, in the Daniel Craig era, there really isn't like a super concentration portion, a uh, concentrated portion of Spectre until you get to that third or fourth movie so mm-hmm. i i like that like when you watch those movies each era is just completely different and like yeah. for me the pierce brosnan area era to me is just over the top cheesy <laughs> like yeah. it's so cheesy um but like the older ones i do think they hold up well they were just a different style the sean connery yeah. ones are like the cool era um mm-hmm. daniel craig is just like the the brawler era, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know that 
the the worst I hate to say it, but I feel like the worst era for me is the Pierce Brosnan era because it's so like there's classics Cheesy. in there, but it's so ridiculous. It the is, world it is, is not enough is. Oh, my God. And then uh, the one with I'm forgetting the title, but with Halle Berry. Oh, dear. Oh, Lord. is that a uh, die? Not die another. No, it's, it, it um, might be die another day die because another tomorrow day. never dies is, is another one with Pierce Brosnan. But like they were so. Oh, my God. <laughs> just not they're entertaining but they're not like they're not on the same level as some of the other ones but i think overall it is cool i might actually have to go back and watch all these again because it's been a long time and just skip the pierce brosnan ones i mean i'm gonna have to watch them again yeah (laughs) yeah it would be it would be interesting if you took this journey with me so i guess we'll see (laughs) yeah die another day is the one with halle berry i had to look it up because that would have bothered me the surfing Um, Part. do you remember yes that? i know oh yeah, my yeah. god <laughs> i grew you know i grew up in a in a sean connery is the best bond household you know you're mm-hmm. a product of where you're from and my dad believes that sean connery is the perfect epitome of who james bond should be yeah um but i would agree with you craig which is funny because like that was when we were growing up when those movies were coming out it's a pierce brosnan one i mean i remember reading an article way back when they were he was so angry with being dropped as bond apparently pierce brosnan wanted to do another two or three films and they just were like no no we're um done. <laughs> yeah no we're done yep. so it's it's nice you're going down that road barry because like there's a lot of good content there and it is nice to see what each actor brings to the bond series like when they got daniel craig he had big sh- be- being a bond is big shoes to fill yeah. anyway you know so it's really nice to see how everybody can bring their expertise or their own little flair to the character as the ever expanding goes on. I know they were talking about uh, Idris, Idris Elba mm-hmm. being that, but there's been a little bit of controversy with that. Um, so like, I'm not sure like where that stands. I think it's it, going to have to be a female. Mm. I, I either want a female or I do want like Idris Elba to play it. Yeah. I think like he's, He's like the perfect fit. Like he's older um, yeah. and he's got, he's you know, suited. the English accent. He's yeah, he could do it for sure. He, he yeah, he could absolutely sure. do it. Um, if they do have the female route, I am just super excited to see what they can do mm-hmm. uh, just because, you know, James Bond and it's very little of it is known as like a womanizer in a way yep. where he's always with a different woman, mm-hmm. everyone. So now we're going to be replacing it with hot guys, which will just be fun. <laughs> it's just going to be a fun, like, like <laughs> yeah. a flip for yeah. me if they decide to make you or know they could a not they james could bond keep a, a player they could keep her you know a female james bond that's a player with other ladies as well if they wanted to yeah yeah they could do you know yeah I mean? they could do whatever yeah yeah but i do think but it would be interesting yeah i if just feel do- like with a female you have to do it um with like Maggie i, I think Ooh. Yeah, I feel like okay. it's going to Just be Maggie different Smith. from like a, a a brawler like James Craig one. Like I feel like this one like could be like a very smart Bond character who plays with like her her tools, her gadgets and like is I don't know, maybe focuses on stealth rather than, you mm. know, Daniel Craig which is just like I walk in with explosions coming in behind <laughs> I, wa- I walk in <laughs> with, explosions. with explosions. He's got a pocket full of explosions. He's just going to yeah. throw at you. Exactly. <laughs> What else? Uh, then it was uh, Bullet Train. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Bullet Train. So Bullet, Bullet Train. Train, I really enjoyed. It's like just this fun action flick that, you know, you get like a good 
10 minute like expose and then it just kind of gets straight into the action and then kind of gives you more of an expose on each character as we go along. Um, I've, I enjoyed, you know, the, the lemon and tangerine, like those people, like those two were a lot of fun to watch. Um, bad Boney is only in it for like a very little bit, which kind of stinks. I really, I really, I I like bad bunny. So I don't uh, as an actor. Okay. Fair (laughs) enough. I, uh, I enjoyed like the little backstory he had. I, I do think that they do a really good job of like how it all comes together, like with why each person is on the train. Uh, and then like the ending is just like this really good action sequence uh, with with everything. Um, and, you know, I guess the girl that they consider what the prince or the princess. Yeah, I felt like her character trope was a little uh, was a little weaker than everybody <laughs> else's. But uh, it's like it is overall just a fun movie uh, with kind of action everywhere. And like this is like Brad Pitt's like for me, I just enjoy like this kind of nonchalant, not serious character who ends up just like getting continuously put back and through the ringer. So it um, mm. I don't I don't know. It's it is a fun movie for me. And I think people will enjoy it if they're just looking for and this isn't like in a bad way, like a dumb action movie to watch. Like I in, I enjoy dumb action movies, and this is this is one that I enjoy. I want. Is it, um, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, go, just, ahead, go I ahead. wanted to ask. I just wanted to ask both of you. Is it the kind of Brad Pitt acting job that you get in an Ocean's movie? Because I kind of like that that side, where it's, it's just like very nonchalant, like sarcastic, kinda sarcastic. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's like quite the same as an Ocean's movie. I was like, I need more action comedies with Brad Pitt because like, yeah. it seems like he's built for that. Right. He's kind of like the, I don't know. I don't, Mr. Mrs. I don't, I can't Mr. really Mrs. compare Mrs. it to anything else he's done. Well, he was funny in Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Like that's yeah. a good, that, that's a good one for him. Like if you want to have like a description of True. like action comedy kind of thing. He's like a different, but, I don't know. He's, he's a different character than I've seen him do before. And I just think he, he handled it and nailed it. It was crazy okay. good to me. Yeah. But bullet, tra- bullet trains a watch. It's a very good yeah. watch. And I, I will tell you guys, I, I tried to get Nope done. Be- I know Ooh. I don't watch scary movies, but you guys said it was a what? good thriller. Nope's great. So, um, I wanted to get it, but like it sold out in 4k everywhere. I couldn't get it at Walmart <laughs> target or Best Buy. Yeah. So I need to, I need Amazon. to continue to look for it. I I do. Yeah. I should have just went to Amazon and I'd have it in two days, but I was yep. looking to watch it like before we had the podcast today. So oh, gotcha. I see. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Well, expect Nope. And we should have Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick coming oh, out this, about uh, this Tuesday. So I am, <laughs> I, I will, I will finally get there as well. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Barbarian. Craig, did you watch Barbarian? I did not. Okay. I didn't see it in theaters, but it is on HBO Max now. Um, okay. I loved Barbarian. It's a great... This is a horror movie, for sure. But I literally cannot say anything about it, because the less you know, the better. Um, okay. I watched the first trailer way back when, and I, I think that's a good way to kind of understand where this movie's going without giving anything away. It literally just has to do with there's a lady who shows up to uh, like an Airbnb. And when she gets there, 
somebody else is already there in the house. So it got double booked. Um, and then at some point they find a passageway in the basement. Um, and that's really all you need to know about it. Uh, but it went places that I would not have guessed at all. Okay. Um, it has its moments, you know, like, uh, in Nope, right. When, uh, uh, I don't want to spoil anything for Barry, but, uh, <laughs> the moment where you think you see, uh, the aliens, right. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Um, Barbarian for me has that moment. I know like a lot of people have said in the theaters, it was the moment where everybody in the theaters went like, had like a visible gasp, right. Where you uh-huh. first see what's in the tunnels coming and you're like, Oh my God, what is that? You know what I mean? Like one of those type okay. of movies where it just, you're like, Oh my God, what is that? Get away from me. Um, yeah. kind of like the baby, right. In resident evil, Barry. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Definitely. an oh my God, what yeah. is that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's more to it than just that. Like there's, they do such a good, good way of introducing characters. I think is cool where they're like, you know, you start with your characters, some stuff happens, then it'll just completely cut. Boom. And then we're introducing another character and then some stuff will happen to them and then it'll just straight cut. And then it'll go to something else. I think is very cool. Um, I really were, this might be my favorite horror movie of the year. Uh, I just think it's done extremely well. I think everybody should watch it. Barry, you should watch it. Just watch it. Yeah, I don't know Just about do that. Just do it. it Come on. It's, I need your opinion on this one. It's going to take me a lot to even watch Nope. <laughs> you guys said it's Nope's not, not, it's not bad. I don't think Nope's nope. scary. Um, I don't no, know. I would, I would love to have your personal review, Barry, on Barbarian. I would. You should, I didn't you should think have a, a weekend. Barbarian would be a whore. Yeah. Well, you should have... I, I have to I have to do this, but your name is in the title, man. You could call it like yeah. Barbarian Weekend, like, Ooh. you know, so if there was it. a way that you could legally watch it while streaming on the Twitch channel, that would be so good. So yeah. good. <laughs> I oh, my God, it would be perfect. Um, But yeah, so definitely check that out. Um, Cabinet of Curiosities. I watched the first four. So you've watched some different ones than me. For me, the mm-hmm. highlights were um three and four so far uh four i thought was great with the like the lotion the cream it was it was um all like these are so cool to me that they're like every episode's an hour it's a completely different type of like short story i guess they're horror right you call them horror yeah yeah they they technically are yeah and um yeah like Go it's ahead. good because yeah. it's good because they bring a director in for each and like yeah. pretty notable directors. Um, they have like one based off of H.P. Lovecraft mm-hmm. or uh, like a short story of that person, and they're bringing in na- uh, name actors and actresses and some unknowns for certain people as well. And I'm I'm finding as I watch more of these, I was talking to my wife about this last night. I am a horror anthology person. Me too. I, if somebody can nail a scary story within 45 minutes to an hour, I love you. And especially if you give me eight to 12 of them over the course of some time, all completely different stories. I liked it, even though Ryan Murphy hasn't been doing well, doing it for me. I liked it when it became American Horror Stories Mm -hmm. instead of story, because I thought the idea was great. It's like, you know, you spend all this time creating a scary season and you don't have enough content so you have to put in fillers and 
all this other stuff that makes the season less great. Like I'm finding out more scary stories are almost better told if you can get it out in a, in a max yep. hour and 15 minutes. Yep. So concise, like to the point, concise. so good. The lotion one is great. It's a great okay. take on American vanity, which is yeah. great. And Barry, it's a le- it's less disgusting at certain parts than what it sounds like we're talking about. <laughs> it's it's so essentially it's, it's essentially roped around like if Mary Kay had a scary story. Yeah. If uh, Maybelline had a horror side, it's basically that one's a what horror it is. comedy for sure. That one is definitely a horror comedy. The woman in it is from Raising Hope, which got yeah. my wife and I excited because we watched that series. And um, also the guy in it is, um, oh my God. I forget his name. I but can't, he's been in a I, ton. Can't, I can't, yeah, Martin Starr. Martin yep. Starr is hilarious and is, mm-hmm. and it is a horror comedy. Yep. Um, but there's like, there's definitely some others that are, that are interesting. The first one was fine. Yeah. Um, but then the everyone one? that we watched the, after that built on it. Yeah. The, go ahead auto- the, the one. autopsy one. I really enjoyed. That was awesome. That was now awesome. that one is like straight body horror. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like uncomfortable, <laughs> especially the ending. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, um, they did a good job with that. Yeah, they that did. Um, I just like that. Like, yeah, everything is so different. First one is like HP Lovecraft style. Um, mm-hmm. Third one. Second one was. And to me, the second one's the weakest one. It has to do with grave robbers and rats. Um, mm. Third one. Yeah. Good uh, body horror. Fourth one. Good horror comedy. Like I just. I wouldn't say like the second one was not my favorite, but it's not bad. I haven't seen a bad one yeah. yet, which is awesome. No. It's gotten it's gotten like a 60 to 70 percent approval. I think there's certain people that are hating on it because, I yeah. mean, it is hard. It is hard to land sometimes. But right. I think that artistically it's nailed. You get a nice monologue from Guillermo before <laughs> each episode where he walks out and he like has like an artifact like related yeah. to it. Like and he like Twilight sets Zone. it down. Yep. Yeah, it's it's great. The intro's great. And it really kind of gets you in the mood. They are all completely different. Um, I would be interested to see uh, to hear your take on the Rupert Grint one that's involving okay. witches. Um, and we still have to watch five, seven, and eight, which I don't know what they're about. But definitely a nice. Uh, this one I've been wa- I've been waiting for this one for about a month or two because uh, I I really like Guillermo del Toro um, mm-hmm. just in general. So. 10, 10 Craigs out of 10 yeah. Craigs right now. I agree. I agree with that statement. <laughs> so now, and, the, and, and this is just something that I just want to build on to. And I know you guys both say you like the anthology stuff. Mm-hmm. Other Craig, would you recommend to Craig, like the Junji Ito, like series stuff? Like, is that? Yeah. Like, oh, totally. Okay. Just because like, totally. I know, I know you used my Crunchyroll for specifically like his but stuff. Specifically. There. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of his. And yeah, I definitely like, do, would. Do these two share a lot of similarities? Um, And like that like, it's an anthology type thing, not so much that it's yes. like if they're like connected. Yeah, so they're completely different. None of the characters really share any relation to any of the others. The stories have different premise, different villains and heroes. And whatever is the malignant part of it is, is always seems to be different. So, yes. Yes, in in forty five words, yes, I would say that <laughs> it's it's anthology the same way Junji Ito is. Okay, cool. But uh, was there I'll anything else anybody watched? That was the last one that I watched. 
that's I, I only watch Cabinet of Curiosities. So okay, I'm, uh, okay, I'm good. All right, perfect. That's going to be it for the podcast this guys. Uh, sorry, this week, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you do feel the need to, please make sure to review it on your podcast listening platform of choice and make sure you share it with your friends if you feel so inclined. Uh, if you want to, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, even though some of those things we don't use too much. And I should just stop mentioning those now I think about it. And... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, like if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and comment below if you have any other additional comments about any of the stories we talk about. I really appreciate everybody that continues to listen and comment and everything like that. So thank you again, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Oh, oh happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. <laughs>